I'm Joe Mazzaferro, coordinator of jazz studies here at Stan State, inviting you to the 2017 Stan State Jazz Festival featuring Stefan Harris. Join us for our evening concert on Saturday, March 4th at the Turlock Community Theater. For more tickets and information, go to www.csustan.edu music. Hey there, welcome back uh, to Ask the Reporter. This is a special edition episode. I will be talking to Joe Mazzaferro, which is the voice you just heard, and one of his students named Joey Archie, with the help of Gracie, who's one of the editors at The Signal. We talk about the upcoming jazz festival and about Stefan Harris, who will be at this year's jazz festival. So I hope you guys enjoy. Take two. Um, so let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hello, I'm Joey Archie. I'm a, a junior here at Stan State. I'm a music major, jazz studies, um, jazz performance actually, and I, I play trumpet. Hello, my name is Gracie Carrillo. I am a writer for The Signal as well as uh, being The Signal's social media convergence coordinator and the manager to the marketing team. My name is Joe Mazzaferro. I'm the coordinator of jazz studies here at Stan State, and I'm also the Stan State Jazz Festival Festival Director. All right, so I'm going to start off. Tell me about the Stan State Jazz Festival. So this is an annual event that we put on um, for really to benefit the region and also our, our own students. So we have uh, this year, um, we have, I think, 28 different high schools coming in. Um, from all over the area, all the way from Fresno, all the way up to Sacramento, and out to the Bay Area. And uh, basically they come in and have about a 30-minute performance and then get feedback from our guest clinicians that we have. And so that's beneficial to them, but also our students get to see um, really great teachers working with these high school groups and taking that knowledge and, you know, applying it to what they do as educators. And then we also have an aspect where we have our guest artists performing with our um, our students. So this year our main uh, guest is Stefan Harris, who's a really incredible vibraphonist, uh, composer, educator, and he'll be playing with the Stan State Jazz Ensemble to um, to end, end the festival. And then just um, because I didn't know, and I'm sure a lot of people might not know, can you explain to me what a vibraphonist is or, yeah, what it is? You got it, Joey? Sure. Um... <laughs> I don't like to use this term, uh, but it's kind of like a, a jazz xylophone in a way. It's kind of a combination of a xylophone and a piano with a pedal, and um, just um, adds a different type of uh, texture uh, to a group when it's used, and it really sounds nice, so that's how I would e explain it. And um, how did you get Stefan Harris? Well, what process did you have to go to through? Just called him up and said, hey, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's fun. someone that I've uh, had the opportunity to work with in the past few years, and um, I've actually tried to get him out a few times, and this, the schedules didn't work out. But really it was just a man matter of talking to his, his, his agent and having him, um, you know, accept the offer that we gave him. And, and he's, he's a really great educator. That's actually one of his passions crazy thing about him is as great of a player as he is and a musician he's an even better educator 
And so that's kind of what drew me to, to getting him out here. It was not just the level of his musicality, but the fact that he just really loves working with people um, and students. And I've seen him work with all ages, all different levels, and he, he loves it all. So that's, that's kind of why we, we chose him. And how did this jazz concert come to be? How long has it been going on? So the festival has happened for quite a long time. I don't know exactly how many years. Uh, I do remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I was in high school, um, the festival was happening back then. Uh, this, so this is actually my fifth year running the festival here. Um, and so it's, it's always kind of had a similar format, I think. But I think in the last few years, we've been able to grow it a little bit more and, and get even higher level artists than, than we've had in the past. And um, can you explain to me, um, because in the article it talks about how the jazz festival is a really, like it's a good non-competitive environment. Can you explain to me what this means by non-competitive? So a lot of these festivals that you see throughout the state and really the country, um, a lot of them have a competitive aspect uh, associated with it. So it could be that you're competing against all the other groups, you're competing um, groups that are in similar in your ability level or school size and then there's you know there everyone's ranked everybody gets a score everybody gets not everybody but um there's you know they're ranked one two and three and you know the big awards at the end but um so and when i say non-competitive it's that there's not really that aspect to it um people can get they do get scored and they do get rated but that's only for the instructors and the groups for them to see to see kind of where they're at and where they need to to develop so really for us here it's all about just um, sharing the love of music and performing for each other and 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 coming out of it um, you know feeling good for one and two feeling like um, there was benefit in, in learning something yeah I think it's a uh what I like about the non-competitive aspect is that it's really educational for the students as well as getting the experience of not um, uh, developing this in this anxiety uh, there are quite a few books uh, that talk about musicians going through anxiety when they perform two of the most prominent ones is called the game of tennis and the other one is notes from the green room um, and most likely the the musicians will drop out of their career because it just puts so much of a burden on them just to feel a little bit fearful um, you'll notice if you talk to secondary or high school students or middle school students, the word audition is really scary to them because it has a whole different makeup, um, or they perceive it as something that's definite. They'll be judged in front of someone, um, or they'll be judged by someone because, you know, they didn't play something right or whatnot. They're just afraid to play because of the word audition. So bringing in this non-competitive vibe to the jazz festival really brings in a really interesting and relaxed environment for everyone to collaborate, talk to one another, or listen to one another and give each other feedback in the most healthiest way. I mean, just to go back on, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Stevon Harris, um, he's he, listening to him. Um, if uh, anyone has a chance to listen to his TED talk, um, the way he explains things and Joe is just no, hit the nail right on the head. He's a really g great educator. Um, the way he explains things makes sense. Um, so the bandstand, as we call it, this is an incredible space. It is really a sacred space. And one of the things that is really sacred about it is that you have no opportunity to think about the future <laughs> or the past. You really are alive right here in this moment. There are so many decisions being made 
when you walk on the bandstand. We had no idea what key we were going to play in. I, in the middle, we sort of made our way into a song called TT Boom, <laughs> but that could have happened, maybe, maybe not. Everyone's listening, we're responding. You have no time for projected ideas, right? Uh, it even shows in his performance when he's performing with uh, the, the group that he's uh, presenting with during the TED Talk. Um, he initiates this concept about communication um, uh, and as well as engaging the audience uh, with listening to one another. And what I mean by that is that he paces out or he structures his, uh, just imp he improvises out um, uh, his performance by not necessarily coming in intense, but just uh, performing as if you're communicating with someone, as if I'm saying, hello, how are you? I'm great, how, are you? how was your day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nicely and uh, relaxed, but yeah, it's really interesting to listen to him. Uh, I think it also shows in his voice. Uh, I've heard a long time ago that uh, the instrument that you play, uh, you sound like you're the instrument that you play. Uh, and I think that totally fits in with that. Um, uh, I think uh, you guys would enjoy if you watched the TED Talk. I know there's another aspect to uh, the TED Talk. Um, it was about mistakes. So the idea of a mistake, from the perspective of a, a jazz musician, it's, it's easier to uh, talk about someone else's mistake. <laughs> so, uh, I, the way I perceive a mistake when I'm on the bandstand, first of all, we don't really see it as a mistake. It, the only mistake lies in that I'm not able to perceive what it is that someone else did. Every mistake is an opportunity in jazz. So the, the TED Talk is entitled, if you guys wanted to check it out on, you just Google Stefan Harris TED Talk, really. Um, it's, it's, the title of it is There Are No Mistakes on the Bandstand, and the whole concept behind his talk was that uh, when you play a note that is perceived to be the wrong note, well, a mistake is only a mistake when you perceive it to be a mistake. Um, and he tried to basically shift everybody's mind and thinking that a mistake is, is another opportunity. So he kind of shows how every time these notes are played that you think are mistakes, he kind of shows how you can change the music to go in a different direction. I love that. I love that way of thinking. It's really great. And especially to like tie it um, back to something like music is something that's amazing. So what does um, jazz mean to each one of you? Uh, well, I mean, uh, when I, when whenever I'm playing uh, jazz, it's, um, it's just um, really good to connect with people and like connect with people on on like a personal level. As a musician, um, it's really important for us to like really open ourselves up, uh, not only to each other but just like even to the audience when we're playing and playing um, a music like jazz. You know, you're kind of forced to kind of come out your comfort zone and to communicate with uh, with people because nothing is really scripted when you're playing music like anything can happen when you know kind of picking back and off uh, the uh, TED talk there are no mistakes in, in jazz like that's that's true especially when you're playing in that uh, type of setting but um, I love um, playing this music uh, it just helps me um, express my feelings in, in ways that words can't really um, express sometimes you just have to just do it do it through a song, and that's what uh, jazz does, and it really just helps me forget about um, everyday life sometimes. You know, the great Art Blakey said that music's supposed to wash away the dust of everyday life, and, you know, I, I, I really, you know, just feel that whenever I come into jazz ensemble or jazz combo, you know, and it just, it just makes me feel good, too. Like, if 
feels good being able to play uh, jazz with people that you really love to um, play with and people that you like. Yeah, it's uh, just like Joey said, it's it's if I can't find a way to express myself through dialogue, then I would res default to to music. Um, just thinking about as he was talking, I was just thinking about all the different forms of communication going down from nonverbal communication. You know, you can even taste this uh, communication by the culinary arts and music and so forth. Um, but jazz is quite unique in its own way because like uh, what Joe said and Joey said about um, may, if you make a mistake, there's really no mistake within the music. Um, you get to either start over again or you could go move on and develop from that particular note. Um, even if it sounds interesting, you could communicate across that to your audience and express it in a way that you didn't really plan to, but it turns out into something else that's quite unique and beautiful. Uh, so also forming a, a, a relationship with your audience with jazz is interesting because, uh, you know, expressing your emotions and expressing yourself in a particular way with a particular tune, like a ballad or something that's a little bit more um, quick, uh, really ignites something. It kind of reminds me of uh, film scoring because film scoring is like a third dimension. You get to emphasize a cue or emphasize something that's visually there. No one's talking, but you have music to um help you push that out. Jazz is in its own way similar to that uh, motion, partly because you get to emphasize something without even talking about it. For me, it's it's about the human experience, I think, um, because it's really about coming together with a lot of different people, like Joey and Grace said, um, you know, communicating, sharing emotions, um, collaborating, things like that. But really, the cool thing about the music, too, is whatever group of people you have together and how those personalities mix is how the music's going to sound. And it's really cool because sometimes you can have, you know, I've played with groups of musicians who they're all my best friends and it's just really, really fun and, and exciting to see where we can take the music. And then you have other times where you play with people that maybe aren't your favorite people <laughs> and you may clash from a personality standpoint, but that actually lends itself to the music and creates some really cool tension. So I think that that's really what drives me with this music is, is just the human sort of response and, and how, how we deal with things. And it's really all evident on the bandstand, um, however, you know, we collaborate and come together. Um, is there anything that you guys wanted to add that I haven't um, touched on or any of us have touched on? Any of you can jump in whenever. Yeah, what's uh, fascinating about this uh, um, jazz festival is that it's also part of a larger um, concept of creating uh, a, a larger community within the arts here in um, the Turlock. Um, and what I mean by that is that Joe has also been helping out in the community to cultivate the, the art scene or the music scene here um, uh, in collaboration with Stan State and the community or just the community itself. And I think within that, that's just beautiful uh, within that uh, aspect. Um, and attending to these, whether it be the Jazz Festival or um, a particular concert in the Carnegie Center for the Arts or some jam session, um, I, you're essentially being part of history because you're in the process of making that artist go through with whatever they want to go to or forward with, um, say if they want to be an artist or they want to be a professional musician, then you're essentially supporting them to become who they want to be. Um, and it's really important, and a lot of people uh, don't really know that music is interesting partly because um, it's a mirror effect with how history has evolved 
um, music plays a, a really strong part with uh, history. You know, if you just go down to the 20th century, down to the 21st century, you could see all this, how music evolved, how history evolved, and how that correlates with one another. And jazz hits right the spot. They, like we mentioned earlier, we, how we've been emphasizing, it's, it's an emotional aspect. It's also a part of a history aspect. So yeah, it's really good to be part of that and you get to feel really good to attend a concert that one, you get to learn something new and two, just try something out and experience this new, uh, like Joe said, human experience. Yeah, for whenever I do things like this, the first thing that comes to mind is always communities. What communities can we have an impact on? For example, I used to run a jam session and that was all about you know the jazz community of the town I was in. How are we going to sort of come together and develop that? And so with this event, I, the unique thing about it is it builds many different avenues of community. So you have um, the fact that you have local um, students coming together. Um, you have local people in the university coming together. Um, it's, not, it's an event for the university, but it's also an event for the city of Turlock and Stanislaus County. Because um, one of the things that I wanted to do a few years ago was get it out into the community uh, more so the concert this year the main concert is is at the Turlock Community Theater it's it's a place that a lot of people are familiar with it's um, getting out of the out of the campus and getting what we have out into the community um, we've also done concerts at the Gallo Center in, in the past and the idea is really just to get as, as many communities um, involved in every every year that I restart the process of planning this festival that always comes to mind how how can i further develop this area of community whether it be the school local or regional in terms of education or is there other ways that we can add different elements of, of communities into the mix um where are the people coming from for this jazz concert like is it like local high schools and like how far or how is it just local yeah so we have quite a few uh, i'd say probably a little more than half of the schools are local so we have some Schools from the Merced area, um, right here in Turlock, Modesto, and all throughout Stanislaus County. Um, but then we also have schools as far north as Sacramento. Um, we have a couple from the Bay Area, a couple from down in Fresno. So it's kind of, of course, the Central Valley, a little bit of the Bay Area, but a lot of the schools are coming from, from our area. And then we have our guests coming from really literally all over the country. <laughs> so we have a lot of guest clinicians that are local to this region, um, again, from Fresno, Sacramento, Stockton, the Bay Area. But then we also have uh, a guest coming from the University of Tennessee, one of my old teachers, and our guest artist is from back east in uh, New York. So literally coming from all over the country. <laughs> um, can you explain to me, because uh, I don't really know what this is, what are um, guest clinicians? Like, what, what does that mean? So at these type of festivals, you have... Um, when, when the students perform, they'll have some, uh, they'll get feedback from in a couple different ways. Th so basically three of our clinicians will be giving comments on tape so that conduct directors and bands can go back and listen to what they said they liked, what they said could be improved and how it could be improved. And then there's another one that will then go with them into the clinic room and basically give them a 30 minute uh, workshop on how they can make the music better or more consistent or things basically things to you know give them a pat on the back and say hey you did great in these things but here's some things that you guys can do to even even get better yeah they're quite they're quite effective i've 
I've spoken to some uh, educators um, who've attended the, the, the jazz festival in the previous years. Um, and there's this one story where um, he's actually a student of mine, but um, his uh, teacher at the time took him to the jazz festival, and I think Brian Kendrick was his clinician at the time, and uh, he went on the set and he played, and the student just completely, his eyes were just widened, and he, I remember him telling me that he had a really great experience and he learned so much. And down to the most smallest thing that really plays an effect with how the students learn and how exposed they are to these new, new, just new things that uh, Stan State especially has to offer. Yeah, one of the cool things I like, even when I take my groups to festivals, is it's always nice when when clinicians say the same thing that I've been telling my students. It makes me feel less crazy. <laughs> but the cool thing about that too is that sometimes to get through to students, you can't tell 10 students how to do the same thing all the time. You have to come up with different ways all the time to, to tell them, give them the information, but just kind of a little bit differently so that they'll understand it. So sometimes someone could say something that I've said a million times, but just the way they say it or the wording that they use is really cool to see how that has an effect on, on people. Yeah, I think that plays a lot uh, as well with just encouraging this, your your uh, uh, your student to go to a concert as well. Like Joey was telling me a couple weeks ago that he actually saw Stefan Harris live at the Take 5 Club in Stockton. And um, I'm sure that you've, you've learned a whole lot. of You learn from the audience point of view, and I'm sure you conveyed that technique or that practice or whatever you saw on stage onto your own performance. Um, I'm not sure that... I don't know. Do you have any examples? Um, I mean, well, I mean, just the way that uh, the band was just communicating, whatnot, like not just, you know, within the group, but just even with the audience, like you could just definitely feel that connection. And, you know, you, you always want to try to strive for that. You know, you, you really don't want to try to dictate how the flow is going to go in jazz you know you don't want it to place any restrictions you just want to let the music breathe and let it flow sometimes and just let it happen organically and, you know that's just something that you know at least that i try to strive for every time that um that um, i pick up my harmony and, and and play all right um anything else you guys want to add as a last kind of thing Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, I uh, just want to just encourage everybody to come out to the concert. Um, we have a couple concerts. So the first one is March 3rd, which is Friday, and that's going to be with the Brian Kendrick Big Band, who is a local group up in Stockton of educators from all over the Central Valley, uh, including myself. I'm in the group, uh, one of the trumpet players, and also one of our other faculty, Jamie Dubberly, is also in that group. And we'll be performing with... Um, Vance Thompson, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, he's uh, the trumpet teacher, jazz trumpet teacher at University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And then our big, big concert is going, and that, by the way, that that concert is going to be at Snyder Hall here on campus. And then the Saturday night concert, which is our big closing concert main event, is um, that's going to be with our guest artist, Stefan Harris. That's at the Turlock Community Theater. So he's going to be performing with uh, the students in the Stan State Jazz Ensemble.
So that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Reporter. All the music that was used in today's episode is actually from Stefan Harris's TED Talk. It's the music that he plays during his TED Talk, and it's really great. You definitely should check it out one last time. It's called There Are No Mistakes on the Bandstand. And I'll see you next time. I just wanted to say that the 2017 Stan State Jazz Festival is the best. Best in the West. No contest. Featuring Stefan Harris. <laughs> Mic <Mind> drop. <laughs> That's why I play jazz.